Hi there, and welcome to this ski podcast special about picture organic clothing. In this uh, special, we look at the history of the company, how they manage their supply chain and how they source and make their materials, why they choose to manufacture overseas, how they're reducing their packaging, and we look at their new headquarters that are being built. We also consider whether in the future it would be possible to make a zero emissions jacket. Sit back and enjoy. Okay, uh, hi there. Uh, this is Ian from the uh, Ski Podcast and uh, Ski Flight Free. We're doing a, a ski podcast special today, uh, looking at uh, picture organic clothing. And I'm delighted to be uh, joined by uh, Florian Paluel, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly, who is Sustainability and Transparency Manager for Picture Organic. Um, bienvenue. Uh, <laughs> how are you today, uh, Florian? Merci. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. That's uh, excellent. I'm sure, and I'm pleased to be able to talk about picture, about our commitments, about maybe climate change issue around the world. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do it. Okay, great. And just remind me, are you in Annecy at the moment? Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, it must be nice to be able to look out of the windows and see the mountains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have the lake. Well, so the yeah, the background um, to this is, you know, Ski Flight Free is specifically about trying to encourage people to reduce their emissions when they go on their ski holidays. And transport is a big part of uh, the carbon emissions generated in a holiday. But according to my research, fashion is obviously a massive part um, of emissions. And I think fashion industry contributes 8% of greenhouse gas emissions. And I also uh, found out that it's 20% of all global wastewater. And so sustainable fashion has become more and more important. And there's been a big increase in searches for sustainable active wear and sustainable clothing, uh, et cetera. So I was particularly interested, let's say to start off with, with you know how Picture Organic came about and how long you've been in business for. So yeah. Picture is a brand um, that has been created by three friends in 2008. So 12 years in business. Uh, so Julian, Jeremy and Vincent from Clermont Ferrari in the middle of France uh, has created the brand in, uh, in 2008. And they built it, so they built the company, they built the brand around three uh, strong values, ride, protect and share. So I'm yeah. gonna explain, explain them a little bit more. So right, because uh, we come from snowboarding, we come from skiing uh, and skateboarding. So, and we are making products for those sports. Uh, protect, because everything we do is made in, a, in an eco-friendly way. And share, uh, so ride, protect and share. Or share, because it's always about sharing experiences. Uh, yeah, wherever it's for creating a company, creating a brand with your friends, or whether it's for um, going skiing, going snowboarding, so sharing experience with the with your uh, with your loved ones. So yeah, it's that how it has started, and uh, and we still have those strong values uh, twelve years later. I would add that our um, very first commitment was to use responsible material. So um, especially talking about organic cotton and recycled polyester. 
So I was not here at the very beginning. I'm in charge of sustainability. So I came in the company in 2012 and the brand uh, was already four years at that time. But uh, so when I arrived, we already had, uh, for example, organic cotton products and recycled polyester technical jackets, technical pants as well. So the main question when they created the brand was to ask, all right, how can we could make a snow jacket, which is our main activity still at the moment, making technical products for skiing, snowboarding, so basically snow jackets. So how, we could, how could we make one uh, without using conventional polyester coming from oil? You have to know yeah. that the, the, the conventional way of producing a jacket, a snow jacket, is to... Uh, is to uh, is to drill some oil to create uh, something called polyester, uh, and then creating a, a yarn and a fabric, uh, a polyester fabric. So it has something like this, uh, asking this simple question: How could we avoid this conventional polyester coming from oil? And one of the solution was to um, to use recycled polyester from plastic bottles. So from post consumer yeah plastic bottles. And this is something we are still doing uh, 12 years after with the exact same supply chain in Taiwan. Uh, so we know every aspect of that supply chain from the recycling of plastic bottles until the finished product and every yeah. step. I, I, I have, when I was having a look around your website yesterday, there's a tremendous video on there which goes through that process of how you convert plastic bottles into, into yarn that you can use to make a uh, to make materials and it is quite amazing and obviously that's a very big setup there so you've worked with the same partners in taiwan for all of the uh, history of the company is that correct yeah we've been working with them uh, for 12 years now uh so they are still uh, making our products and they were still and they were making the, the very first jacket in 2009 uh and that's that's really interesting and and um yeah, and relevant for, for, for us to be able to still working with those same partners because it's, for me, one of the best ways to, um, to improve what you're doing in terms of materials, in terms of dyeing process, in terms of energy for the whole supply chain, knowing the people, knowing also the brand, the, 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 yeah, the other companies that work with those partners is one of the main... Yeah, aspect to improve all this. So, um, so yeah, we are still working. Yeah, and, with and, yeah I found it very interesting. So obviously, the materials are uh, key as part of the, the the whole process. And you mentioned that you're looking to create this uh, a re recycled polyester in all of the jackets, and also you're using organic cotton uh, as well. And that organic cotton, am I right yeah, to say that that right. is sourced in in Turkey? Yeah, organic cotton fields are in uh, are in Turkey. That's right. And then there is the process: so ginning, uh, spinning, knitting, dyeing, and assembling is still in Turkey on a on a short uh, short area of 150 kilometers. So that's a quite short supply chain in Turkey. Yeah, so it's reducing the miles as well because again, your website is. I have to say the website is extremely good. You know, there's so much information on there and it really goes into a lot of depth in respect of the 
let's say the carbon cost of all of these things because a question that um you know you can understand would perhaps get asked uh, uh, you know fairly regularly would be well you know you're a french uh, company why don't you produce in in france and it goes into a lot of detail to explain why actually producing in turkey and using organic cotton from there and producing in taiwan actually is much better overall and and minimizes minimizes emissions but there's a there's a cost is obviously a big factor as well isn't it i i saw a survey by um mckinsey uh, from uh, last year i think it was which was saying that um people are prepared to pay more for sustainable clothing and the, the the younger you are the more likely you are to be prepared to pay more you know gen z uh, i think it said 31% millennials and then it goes down towards boomers but do you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more why you choose to uh, produce in in turkey and taiwan as opposed to in france yeah it's uh it's really linked to um uh to the very beginning of the brand when julian jeremy and vincent decided to work with retailers so to be distributed alongside with our um with the other brands of the industry with our competitors that's why the word i was looking for yeah uh, to be alongside with our competitors in 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 stores so you're you're adding one more partner in the loop and that partner has to merge has to do a margin uh so uh, you have to pay uh in the first uh in the first step at the end at a good price for the last thing you but it's okay yeah if you're working with retailers obviously there's going to be a margin you can reach more people with retailers rather than just selling direct but you know they need to they need to you know take a share of that as well and therefore there's a cost and the point uh, i believe that you, you know you you're making there is that you want people to buy sustainable clothing and therefore you can't put the have that price point too high otherwise people won't make that decision because for all the will in the world that people will choose would prefer to say oh you know i would much rather have um, an item of clothing that has uh, is more sustainable and has lower emissions attached to it there is a certain price point that i'm not prepared to to go beyond and and that's quite crucial um within that yeah exactly that 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 was a good a good strategy at the beginning to be able to reach more people than if we were just making our products in france and only selling uh direct consumer through our website in france with uh with uh with yeah with different products but uh so yeah this this strategy was clearly the the consequences in terms of carbon emissions uh, that are uh, linked to the fact that we are producing in Turkey, producing in Taiwan, with different uh, energetic aspects, much more different than here in France, where our product, our electricity is low carbon. In Turkey or in Taiwan, it's much different. And when you know that uh, producing electricity is the main cause of CO2 emissions in the world, and that's for sure, we need electricity to power machines. For the yarning, for the yarn process, for the process, the weaving process. So, if you get interest in the way we produce electricity in those countries of production, and that's uh, something that it's not that said 
in the textile industry, I would say. All of the brands talk about materials, and the brand has been creating materials for sure, organic cotton, recycled polyester. But now, if we want to go one step further in our commitment, we have really to talk about energy and especially the way we can produce electricity, a country or a factory with solar panels, solar panels on the roof, for example, and also the way we are creating heat in the industrial process. So pretty much in basically in the boiler. So those two uh, things about energy are the main uh, area for improvements in our supply chain in Turkey and in Taiwan at the moment. And, and in relation to the supply chain, I think I'm right in saying that obviously the, the way the factories have been sourced, you know, you have a number of, um, I guess, guidelines, you'd say, in place to ensure that all staff there uh, you know, paid well, and the value that goes that you're paying towards those uh, uh, for those goods benefits those local economies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is an important aspect of our commitment, the, the, the social one. And um, but yeah, I, I would say it's it's easier when you start the brand to directly target the good partner you're going to work with for the coming years. So, so that, that, that was something important at the very beginning. And now we are uh, still, um, how to say that, managing this, this aspect, but with a better uh, relevancy. And, uh, and also through our uh, uh, partnership with and membership with the Ferrer Foundation. Uh, so to be able to, uh, to conduct audits, to have audits, sorry. To have a good yep. uh, understanding of the of the specific risks into uh, into yeah country production. For example, we we were quite surprised to know that that um, one of the main risks in Turkey is the uh, illegal employment of uh, Syrian refugees. Yes. So this is this is a reality in Turkey, and Farah Foundation was there to was here to help us. And telling us, hey, picture you're working in Turkey. Uh, are you sure it's all good uh, about this uh, Syrian refugees issue? So yeah, we had this discussion with the with with Sefili, with, with uh, who's our uh, which is our factory in Turkey, and we were able at the end to. Uh... You're back. We lost you for a little bit there, but that's good to have you back. I think I'm right in saying as well, Florian, are you, are you still with me there? Yes. So then shipping as well is you you ensure everything is shipped by sea. But it was very interesting to read about the packaging side of things and, and the areas that you're focusing on packaging. And I think some of these are plans that are in progress, but looking to eliminate or reduce the number of poly bags that you use and the really interesting uh, uh, repack idea for, for packaging everything out. I wondered if you could expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, so there is two, um, there's two ways to see our packaging policy and an uh, and area for improvement. You have first the poly bag uh, that protects, protects the products. And you also have the, the, the cardboard that you send to, uh, to final consumers. So we are committed to, uh, to, to work better and to improve those two processes. So with Polybag first, what we are doing at the moment is to follow um, a kind of method called the Rollpack method. 
uh, brands such as Prana and Century in, in the US are using it and they are bigger brands than Picture. So we are quite confident about our ability to, uh, to set up this kind of method for our products. Place for uh, summer 21, so next summer, basically. Uh, only for, I mean only, it's, it's already a big part of our collection, but uh, it's going to work for organic cotton products. So around, yeah, 50% of, of the total volume of production of picture. So that will be um, sent to, to, uh, to retailers and to final consumers without any uh, single um, polybags. So once again, it's, it's always a question of collaboration with brands that already uh, succeed in, yeah, setting up this kind of policy. And then repack is another thing coming from Finland. Uh, it's a reusable uh, packaging uh, service uh, for final consumers. So you don't need to recycle and create again, recycle and create again a cardboard. It's all about reusing the, 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 the packaging and, and reducing the impact. So we ran a test this fall and uh, we, we've got some very good results and yeah, quite a few about it. Yeah, I mean, I really like this idea. If I understood it correctly, essentially, you have your item that you've purchased sent out to you in one of these uh, particular repack uh, packages. And then once you've taken it out, you just fold it up and send it back to them and it's perfect circular economy. It goes back to the supplier who then use it again for, for another delivery. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, sorry, it's exactly that. And uh, you can use it uh, for more than 150 use. So that's, that's, a, very, uh, that's a, a large amount of use that, that, uh, that you can make of it. So, so yeah, they are. Yeah, really I mean, I think I think that's great because I think you know, in our in 2020, probably everybody in the world or our world has had a lot more things delivered, and it's amazing when you see the waste. With um, doesn't really matter what you get delivered or from where it comes delivered. There's so much packaging that just goes hopefully into the recycling. But in the case of what you were saying before, um, you know, with poly bags, etc. And one of the things that you're trying to do with the poly bags is. Um, uh, you know, it just seems a great example of just thinking about everything, just folding things smaller so you can use, uh, you know, bags that don't take up as much plastic. It, that, that's right, that that's one of the, uh, the other elements of the program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is another thing that we do, uh, a better folding so we can use less and less plastic. And I, I just wanted to, uh, to get back quickly to repack. As sometimes yeah. uh, a recycle product, um, sorry, a product that is recyclable is always seen as something good. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of people could think that, all right, it's recyclable, so it's perfect. And I mean, no, uh, it doesn't work like this. Uh, so when you recycle something, you are using energy. And most of the yeah. time, energy uh, uh, emits some, some greenhouse gases, emissions. When you can reuse it instead of recycle it, because when you recycle something, it means that you are going to create it again. So it's at the end, it's it's not really uh, interesting. But when you reuse something once, twice, etc., it's way better because you don't have to recycle it and making it again. So this is our repack works, and we are able to reduce our 
carbon emissions that's, link. That's great. The, I've got a question from um, one of our uh, viewers just now. Do you prefer repack? You prefer to use that over compostable bags, for example? Yeah, I prefer repack because uh, I mean it. It works instead of compostable bags that uh, rely on the fact that the final consumer will have or not uh, a compost. Yeah. And even if this final consumer has a compost, maybe it will not be 100% sure about, am I really going to put it in the compost? Yeah, maybe it's not going to work. It's plastic. I don't know. So at the end, most of the time, this compostable uh, packaging goes into the trash and so it doesn't make really sense at the end. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, that's really that's really interesting. Now, I noticed that you and um, Picture Organic are building a new, um, a new headquarters, a new office uh, in France. Is that, is that opened yet or is that still underway? Uh, we will be in the new office at the beginning of 2021, so it's... Uh, very soon and, uh, then, <laughs> very soon. And I take but, it with uh, that with that building, you're looking to um, you know ensure that the way that operates and uh, the practices there are as sustainable as possible as well. You could tell us anything about that? Yeah, we uh, we focused on two aspects, and that in, and that's interesting to uh, to do the link with the two main causes of uh, CO2 emissions in France. So the energy that you have in uh, buildings to, uh, to create heat and the transportation in France. So with this new building, we are using 100% electricity uh, for any kind of activities in our building. So especially when it comes to create heat. And in France, we have the chance to have a low carbon electricity from, from the nuclear. So yeah. it means that we don't need any boiler that would work with coal or with gas or with oil to produce heat. We are only using electricity uh, and the very low carbon electricity in France. So that's a good point. And then about transportation, uh, our new building will be much closer uh, to the nearest uh, city uh, city center. So in Clermont-Ferrand. So our uh, employees can really go there biking or uh, public transportation instead of uh, instead of car. So that's, yeah. uh, that's for um, I would say actions at the picture level to take part in the fight against climate change in France, where transportation is the main issue. Yeah. Okay. That, that I mean that makes a lot of sense. I understand every new employee gets briefed uh, by you when they join the uh, company uh, as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm training all of the new uh, people in the company and also the 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 hold ones if i can say that uh just to let them know about our commitment the the new things about it uh, where we are going the vision uh the results of some tests about repark about uh carbon analysis so it's um i love I, I love to do that because we they, they all have to be up to date about everything we do and maybe more um aware of the great climate issue in the world, and uh, and especially when it comes to energy, which is uh, a topic super super important. Uh, but that is not for me uh, 
yeah. So, yeah. Can Can I ask you what? I mean, it's fascinating. I think I could probably talk to you for for hours about all of this because it's a big learning experience for for me as well. Because from a personal point of view, yes, I kind of understand. Okay, organic cotton, you know, is uh, is 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 good, and using uh, creating your own yarn that's non oil based is uh, is great as well. But to go into such detail about it is very interesting. But I did notice that. Um, like a longer term dream of the company would be to create a jacket that captures more CO2 emissions than it generates in its production. And I thought, wow, okay, why not? I mean, why couldn't that happen? But do you, do you think that's realistic? How, how would that happen? Uh, to be able to do that uh, one day, it means that the whole process uh, starting uh, the yarn uh, production until the finished product would be with low carbon electricity and with, uh, for example, biomass to produce heat. So that's the first thing. Yeah. And then it would move as well to have at the very beginning a process, for example, coming from sugarcane um, or from another plants that you can biosource in order to produce a polyester which is partially made from plants and not fully made of oil because yeah. even bottles come from oil so if at the beginning your polyester come a little bit more from for example sugarcane it means that this uh, sugarcane has been growing and capturing some co2 some carbon yeah. So the the fact that this sugarcane is going to grow again after, but before you already capture some carbon, plus a water supply chain which is low carbon, at the end, yes, it makes your uh, snow jacket, for example, really, really, really good uh, from a carbon perspective, and uh, and maybe uh, entering a entering a kind of phase where uh, it has uh, captured more carbon than. Uh, than, than it has emitted. Yeah, well, that would be that would be the dream, and it would not surprise me at all, based on you know what we've uh, seen so far, and you know our discussion, etc., and the progress of the company over the last twelve years. If that isn't something that would eventuate uh, down the track. So, um, well, I'd really like to thank you for your time today, uh, Florian. I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you all the best with your office move uh, for for later this year. And, uh, you know, all the best for this winter as well. Uh, merci bien, Florian. A, a bon hiver. <laughs> merci beaucoup. And uh, keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Hi there, listener. Ian here. I just wanted to let you know that you can now support the Ski Podcast at buymeacoffee.com. Researching, recording, editing and publishing the pod takes up a lot of my time. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoy it. You know, I love talking with people about skiing. But if you do enjoy listening to the podcast and you'd like to support us, then you can literally buy me a coffee, or in my case it would be a cup of tea, but the idea is the same. So just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ski podcast. Thanks very much.